Hello, my friends. Payne County, Oklahoma. Father Brian O'Brien here. You're are uh, are here for another episode. I, I think so. I, I of feel Pastors like, of Payne. I feel like every time you greet the people of Payne County, you leave the rest of the people and the world. I mean, what, about, what anyone about can listen to a darky or maybe a whatever. He's what about, he's welcome, them. but our show is not for him. Oh well, okay. He can he can jump in. He can listen in. Our show is for the people of Payne County. God's country, the God's Red Dirt Riviera. That's right. Yeah, that's red, right. sorry, red soil. Uh, I'm joined by uh, my uh, my co-host, Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor of uh, the now defunct St. <laughs> John Catholic Student Center. Defunct. Uh, or you have your when, when is your your groundbreaking? Uh, June. 18th or 19th. I don't have a calendar. It's a Saturday morning. It's a Saturday what time? morning. time? 11 a.m., right? 11 a.m. And anybody can come. Anybody can Bishop's going to be here? Yep. Boom. And then demo what are you? What ground What ground are you breaking? Uh, are you well, going to have a shovel? Tell me you're going to have a gold shovel I, I've got with a huge uh, uh, hard hat. I have a hard hat with a priest collar on the front of it, so I can do stuff like that. Oh, that's Throw some so pistols weird. firing. What? I don't know. That's weird. I'm, 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 maybe I'll just get a, a little backhoe or something. <laughs> You gotta have the golden shovel. Is there gonna be a ribbon cutting of some sort? Uh, would you like me to just get an old shovel it's not and my spray event. paint it? It's yours. I already have a parish. Wow, that was that was harsh. Hey, thanks for letting me uh, rent space from you. I greatly appreciate it. We're gonna have to do a show on how that whole thing's gonna work. Uh, yeah, somewhere near the end of the summer. All during during next school year, Father Kerry is gonna St. John's will not. If you go to the corner of. Miller and Knobloch, there will be a large pile of dirt. And steel sticking out of the ground, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I really want to see. So, yeah, we'll have to do a, a whole show on the logistics. Because you'll be most of the time at the old St. Francis Xavier at 6th and West. Uh, yeah, yeah. And some of the time at the new St. Francis Xavier at Country Club in Mapleville. And then we rented a campus ministry house, which is like 2,000 square feet. At I don't know. Hester and 7th Hester and Hester and eighth seventh or, or something. Eighth, something like that. But we digress. Uh-huh. Um, I, I would like to talk about history. Uh, well, um, history of the world no. or the Mel Brooks no. movie. Uh, so no? one of the things, you know, oh. so I before, my, uh, before I moved to Stillwater, okay. both you and I, you know, we worked together. Oh, history of Payne County. No. Oh, wow. Although that's very interesting. History There's, of Oklahoma City? There is. Oh, can I tell you about a book real quick? No, I don't want to hear it. I'm telling anyway, you about you're this gonna book. Say no, anyway. listen, listen to this. Listen you bully this. me all so the I time. Go to, ahead. I listen to, uh, you're being mean. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Yeah, you told me about this, but I, I told you. But I want the good people of Oklahoma City to hear how second they are to Tulsa. I no no no. This book, <laughs> this book, I I seriously would recommend it if you are a history fan, and it's really got me thinking about uh-huh. stuff. Um, the book is called Boomtown. Oh, Boomtown. Okay, and it's and it's a history of Oklahoma City. Cricket. you're such a jerk Um, it was fascinating it was fascinating it's called Boomtowns by Sam Anderson I highly recommend it Um, because now you know my world has become a little more Oklahoma City oriented because we're in Stillwater we get the new I mean the news we get the weather the daily Oklahoman no no we get the Tulsa World at our our house and Uh the Stillwater News Press yeah yeah Uh, but Anyway, it was just this fascinating history of Oklahoma City, okay. which is to say a big part of the history of Oklahoma. Yeah, I'll give them that. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I highly recommend it. But it has me thinking about history. Oh. Um, so before whoa, I was going to say- Hold up. Nostalgia? No. Listen. Okay. Listen, listen. Are you listening? I am listening. Okay. So before 
we moved before you and I moved to Stillwater. You came here, and then a year later, I came here. Uh-huh. We worked together at a glorious little institution called Bishop Kelly High School. Yeah, indeed. Okay, one of the things that used to we do used to do a lot of reunions, right? You do alumni okay. uh, gatherings, uh, you know, all, all those kinds of things. Okay. And part of that was always like this looking back. You were always like you had the old pictures out. Uh-huh. Um, you know this brother and that nun oh, and and so oh remember sweet. before we had we didn't have air conditioning these kids are so spoiled remember and, when we had movable toilets we outside we didn't have we didn't have a stadium like you have now and JC Penny magazines is toilet paper sorry uh, i'm just saying what old people say to me all the time i was like jc penny people mag- say that to you all the time we use jc penny magazines as toilet paper in western kansas i was hoping you wouldn't say that again and then oh. you said it again would you like me to say it okay, as a no. triple crown <laughs> i just no we're good um so th- there was always like this looking back uh and in some ways it was really kind of cool like you you know you're you we all have a history you're looking back at your family tree. You know, there's a lot these days. A lot of like ancestry.com and right. kind of all that stuff. Twenty-three. And it's and so me. cool to mm-hmm. know your to know your history. But then I think where it got dangerous for us at Bishop Kelly, and I think the same applies here in Payne County, is when the looking back became kind of an obsession, where the looking back became an obstacle to the mm-hmm. present and okay. the future. So I have a good buddy who I did. I was at Notre Dame with. Um, we were in the the ACE program, the teaching program Don't together. Don't name him. Don't name him. Um, or and he buddy. used to be after after we graduated from ACE. He was the superintendent. He was the superintendent of schools at, in New Jersey. Okay. And he was actually interviewed in Time Magazine. If what? You can believe this? They were doing a, the story well, on good. on Catholic schools. Okay. And a, a lot of Catholic schools were closing, and he had this great line. And he said this. He said. Nostalgia uh-huh. is killing us. Yeah. He said in his in his little community, there was such this longing for days gone by that it was a huge obstacle to the present and to the future. And so you'd hear, for example, like in Catholic schools, like they charge we charge tuition. And people would come along and say, Well, when I when I went to school, Tuition was seventy-eight dollars. Okay, okay. Or the or free because there were none. And kind here. of this expectation that why can't it be that way now? Right. When I was here, when I was anyway, I think we have that big time in the church as a whole. Okay. Uh, but then I also think we have it right here in our little corner of the world. Uh, no, so where's the nostalgia? Do you think like? In the in well, the church I in the think world. you saw. Oh, in the Whoa. in the world. Oh, go I ahead. Think, you can no, no, describe no. my pilgrimage. No, no, no. There's, I know. It's there. I think there's. I think there's nostalgia in, like there was that that somehow there was this magical time in the church when there were no problems, when everyone went to mass and everyone was super holy and everyone prayed all the time and vocations were plentiful and that and the 30s, why can't we just. The, the nostalgia of the Go. 30s and 40s and 50s is fake. Really? I mean, it, like, that was when bold. you. I, I, 100%. I mean, when you look below the surface, like, there were l- immense problems going on. Like what? Um, for example. So the 50s, I think, especially in the United States, okay. like the 50s. Yeah. Leave I, it to Beaver. Right, right. It, and and bra- then the Brady Bunch came along and they and, ruined everything. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think it, it was. There was a lot of good there and a lot of beauty there. 
And, and again, like the problems that we're dealing with now in the church originated in the 40s and 50s. Oh, like the sexual abuse crisis didn't start in the 60s and 70s. It didn't start in Boston in 2002. It start, no, it started in the 40s and 50s, made its way through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then reared its ugly head in multiple ways. And then finally, we did something about it in 2001, 2002, praise God. But it started back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, you can't exclude, like, dad's coming home from World War One with PTSD. <laughs> dad's coming home from World War Two with PTSD. You, you, I mean, you, there's, like, there's this stuff going there. And so I think going, like, the, there is some nostalgia, which uh, I, I like it. Like, nostalgia means to return home with pain. Is that what that means? Yeah. Really? Like to return. I love that you know the origins of all I love etymology and entomology. I love love bugs bugs and and words. words. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what does it mean? That's really what nostalgia means? Yeah. It means to to return home with uh, with the pain. It's it's two Greek Greek words. It's also probably translated into Latin, probably like returning home. but it, I, I, I oh, we'll look that up later. So I think there's, I think there's a, a there's a beauty of it, of like the there's some nostalgia there of like, well, this was good because remember we talked about like iconoclasm. There's a beauty to the history of church architecture. There's a beauty to the icons. There's a beauty to the veneration and kissing of images. We we can't get rid of that. Yep. Uh, I think what the, some of that nostalgia was is, oh, like when you go to St. Louis, there was a German Catholic church, an Irish Catholic church, and an Italian Catholic church within four blocks of each other and a Polish Catholic church. And there was this boom town again, <gasps> but in St. Louis oh. and where everything's up to date in Kansas City. They've gone about as far as they could go. They've gone and built a skyscraper seven stories high, about a high Oh, that's that's from Oklahoma. Oh, it is? Um, I no. just I, I said Kansas City, and it clicked in my brain. It, so the nostalgia is, well, why can't we have those glory days back? Yep. Well, I I think those glory days are done because the the those people like fled those areas. The Germans fled because of uh, fled that part of St. Louis because of World War One and the anti-German stuff. The Italians moved out because there was lots of places to go and lots of places to work. You know, they end up in southern Oklahoma. Um, the Irish. Yeah. I remember going to when I was in college, I went to kind of a it was kind of a discussion on um, uh, kind of the, 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 the direction of the culture. And they had all these kind of thinkers and theologians, philosophers, historians, and all kinds of uh-huh. stuff. And one of the guys was kind of a sort of a stodgy old dude. And he was kind of talking about like how great America was in the 40s. Um, you know, we had won World War II. We had, you know, he had sort of a little triumphalism, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the the gentleman, there's probably six, seven people on the panel, and on the all the way on the other side was um, an African American gentleman who was a history professor, and he said, "Well, let, let me just jump in." He said, "You know, you talk about how great the you know the 40s were in the United States." He said, "It wasn't so great for people who look like me." Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, you know, I mean, so yeah, were the forties, did the forties have a lot going for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we also, in the forties in most of the United States, segregation, massive segregation, um, that blacks and whites were treated differently. Um, by many people, African-Americans were seen as inferior. Mm-hmm. Um, so really it wasn't 
let's 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 tone down the those were the glory days. Um, they were the glory days for some people, but maybe even at the expense of right. of other people. So when we get to the church, um, I think there is this there is this temptation, and I think we're seeing it in still in Stillwater. I think we've kind of heard it a lot because there have been some massive changes. In the oh. Catholic community, <laughs> in this, in yes. this, and, and and I don't want to, and I don't want to, I don't want to downplay yeah. that. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to, and, and you and I have both had lots of conversations with people who I didn't didn't want didn't want the change. I don't I don't like change. Uh, why can't we just keep it? Mm-hmm. Uh, keep things. It was fine the way it was. Uh, we don't need something bigger. We don't need a different you know church. And then it even comes to. Um, I think it even comes to uh, people's relationships with priests. Um, I really liked it better when Father Fill in the Blank uh-huh. was here. Um, he was my he was my favorite, and not that we're, we're not, we don't get hate mail, you and I. Right. Um, but I think there is when when change comes, that nostalgia can really ramp up because change is hard. Can, can I quote Father Michael Pratt? <laughs> Uh, sorry, this is the C.S. Lewis signature classics. He's probably not going to find a quote in there. So, Father Pratt does love some C.S. Lewis. He does. So his he gave this final homily, and it was oh, I'll link it on the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put do. a link. So he gave yeah, this. Put the, give the context. Here. Okay, so the context is last noon mass at St. John, open to the public, former parishioners, and so full house, full house. Father Michael Pratt. Son of St. John the Evangelist Church. He, all his sacraments were there. His brother's sacraments were there. His, he buried his dad there. I mean, it was like nostalgia to the core. Like the music was playing, and he was like, I. He, when he came home, he came to the rectory that night, and he goes, That was like St. John's 1997. Yeah. And he said it with this big grin on his yeah, face. Exactly. He, there was that nostalgia there, which, which there was beauty, and like, wow. The church, as like Pope Benedict says, you know, he doesn't say like the young people of the future of the church. He says the church is alive and young. And that's the way it feels there. The church is alive and young. Comma. He concluded with this. People would want Michelangelo to live forever. Because there's never, ever, ever going to be another Michelangelo. It's true. I mean, there's no other person in right now, even machines <laughs> that can make a Pieta, that can make the David, that can make the Sistine Chapel. There's no Leonardo da Vinci who is the greatest. But Michelangelo inven- died. Yeah, exactly. And is buried in the ground. Exactly. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Oh my gosh, like, wow, we would want another Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Why couldn't she live forever and ever and ever? Why couldn't she just live forever? And he says, and those, those, those people and things have to die. And then there's a, a, a new that's so going to come. Something new can come. Something new, new can come. Yeah. And he gave that homily and I was like, bam. And that was the, that's the, you know, the nostalgia. There's this like great love for St. John. And there's something new that's going to come because of our evangelization efforts. It's not like we didn't do anything. Well, this is where the, I mean, what's happening in a lot of a lot of cities. I think it's kind of especially north, northeast, Rust uh-huh. Belt, is they're they're having to shrink 
So we talked. We talked about. Uh, I think it was Pit- Pittsburgh, um, and I'm not ripping on Pittsburgh, but like they had 200 something parishes, and they're and they're going down. They're they're combining things to like 85. Yes. Um, and I would say maybe they overbuilt. There's all maybe all kinds of reasons, but we're 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 doing the opposite. We're both of us. We, we we've built bigger churches because there's more people. Right. We now have, you know, there's two two priests at St. Francis Xavier. Usually there's just been one. Um, yeah, we have a bigger staff because there's more going on. Uh-huh. And it's not to, and I'm not, this is not a rip on anything that's come before. And in fact, we're very aware, it's you and I both, yeah. you and I both are very aware of the shoulders on which we stand. The priests that have come before us, uh-huh. the parishioners that have come before us, we would not be where we are without... Without all of that. No Father David Medina here, no Hispanic ministry. I mean, it would not be as good yeah. as it is. Um, you know, and so my my predecessors, I think of uh, I think of Father Ken Harder, who for 15 years, man, poured his heart and soul into this place. Thanks yeah. be to God. Exactly. Um, you know, just, it's, and it's fun, like over the last couple of weeks has been like or, a lot of ordination anniversaries, uh-huh. you know? So we've kind of been like on our Facebook page, we've been like posting like, happy anniversary, Father Ken, happy anniversary, Father Joe Townsend, happy anniversary, Father Stuart Krevcor, um, happy anniversary, Father Carey, you know? Um, yeah. Knowing that, these guys were have been very, very important here and many others. Um, but also that just what we what I what I just want to get across is kind of the danger of man things were why can't we just go back to when this priest was here and that's the nostalgia or that's this, that home pain this mu- this music a, yes. this um, you know when we used to do things this way and I just it's an encouragement and and for myself as much as anybody else because I can I've I've done that too of like man it, life was easier. You know what? Life was really great before the printing press. <laughs> yeah, before the life, internet. You know, life was really great when there was outdoor plumbing and we used to have to use J.C. Penney magazines. Will you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Triple Crown Wakulich. Yes. I mean, there, we could, we could just keep going back. Yes. And going back, it was yeah. like life was you know, good life before was good we with, sinned. <laughs> that's right. Life was really great when we were slaves in Egypt. Uh-huh. And that's. I mean, that's. Take it there. Yeah, you go to read the book of Exodus. They when they got out, they were they were free, but it wasn't quite. <laughs> I know they didn't have what they needed, and they did, and there was this. Why can't we? What was that line? I wish we could go back to our oh, to our flesh pots. Oh, how we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of leeks and animals and and bread. And the answer was, no, you were you we were, were slaves. slaves. Right, you were having to like. Pharaoh was giving you less and less food. His taskmasters were giving you less and less stuff, and you had to go out and find it. The nostalgia goes back and says, "Golly, I, so, golly, so I wasn't it a, so great?" But what? It, that's a masquerade. That's a facade. I mean, it's right. like it's there's this phoniness about it, but there's also some truth because Egypt was really a great place for them for. Multiples of hundreds of years. Why Joseph was in charge before, of that legacy before they were, slaves, and then yeah. Pharaoh shows up and says, "Pharaoh shows up, and he knew not Joseph." Yep. And, and so there is some beauty there of Egypt, but it's also people. Come on, the Lord is allowing yeah. this to happen to get you out of slavery. Yeah. So we don't want to be overly dramatic about it, but I think it's a it's an opportunity to kind of check for us and for everybody listening to check 
kind of where you are. Um, I remember in sem- seminary we had a, a Archbishop Daniel Beekline was the uh, Archbishop of Indianapolis, uh-huh. and s- where I went to seminary, St. Minard was in the Archdiocese. So he would come a lot. And one of the things I remember him saying, uh, all the seminarians are kind of gathered, and he said, gentlemen, uh, there has never been a better time to be a Catholic priest. Whoa. And, I, and, you know, and, you, and you're kind of thinking, like, I'm sure there was, like, a better time. Like, the 50s uh, uh-huh. or, you know, the Middle Ages or, you know, the early church or, you know, the, the time of Thomas Aquinas. You know, you think, wow, there, that, there has to have been a better time than this. And basically his argument was, I hope every priest of every generation says that, oh. that there's never been a better time. Huh. And so I would encourage, you know, for our, for our people, I think there, there's never been a better time to be a Catholic in Penn County. And can we go forward with that mentality um, that, yeah, maybe you liked this priest better. Maybe you liked the churches when they were smaller. Maybe you had a bigger role to play, you know, back then. Maybe you liked it better when the music was different or... It seemed like more people came to mass or wh- whatever it may be, whatever your insert sort of your your particular opinion. But can we can we go forward acknowledging some amazing changes that have happened and can we go forward with the little with the little mantra that it's never been a better time. There's never been a better time. Right. To be a Catholic in Pink County. And if you're listening to this and you're not Catholic, you should become a Catholic. Whoop whoop. And and learn and know what we know that there's never been a better time to be a Catholic in Payne County. And right there's now. never been a better time to be a Catholic at Oklahoma State University. Retweet O'Brien. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that, but that, but anyway, to get to our point of like the 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 nostalgia, I think nostalgia has its place. History has its place. Yes. We keep a uh, I like to say a very robust archive <laughs> um, because I know somebody's going to want to write a book on all this in 25 and 50 years and 100 years. And, you know, maybe they'll have good things to say about us. Maybe they won't. Maybe our tenures will prove to be quite fruitful, and maybe we'll, you know, we run out of town on throw wagons. this whole thing in the tank. But, <laughs> but we keep all that because we do want to have a, this great sense of history. Yeah. But it, it just we cannot be caught up in the past, stuck in the past, because the future is it, there's there's too much to do well so how do we move forward then you you mentioned on our last episode about truth beauty and goodness yep. those three transcendentals yep. are like how we move forward what's some other ways that we're like okay that we we got the nostalgia the pain of home of the past oh how we sat by our flesh pots how everything was great how do, how do we like as the people of god yeah. and as disciples of the lord jesus christ and as 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 people of these Catholic churches here in Payne County and on other planets, uh, how do we how do we move? How do we keep the moving? answer is evangelization? Is that it? That's it. So evangelization is very forward looking. So before before he mm-hmm. ascended, Jesus says Matthew twenty eight. Oh, that's um, Trinity Sunday Gospel. Go and baptize all nations. Go make disciples, baptizing all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's our job. That's the that's the mission. And that is massively forward looking. Yes. I mean imagine Jesus's words go, you know, go and l- always be looking backwards and long for a time that 
has since passed. Yeah. They Go share like, the good oh. news. Like, I mean, that's what he's telling them to do. Right. right? Evangelization. The so that's is, our future. Is go so, share the good news. So the, build, the buildings that we've built, the programs uh-huh. we've put together, the staff that we've hired, yeah. the people, you know, this show, whatever, whatever, Focus all, all, of these, all of these efforts are forward looking, evangelization oriented. We want more people to know the good news of Jesus Christ. We want more people to become Catholic. Um, and, and it's happened. I mean, so, so just in my, in, my little, in my little world, my first year here, the first year in the new, in the new church, and we had three people that became Catholic. Praise uh-huh. God. Rocking. Totally, totally great. And then the next year we had six. Praise God. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And the next year we had 13. And this year we had 28. Fantastic. Right? What's next year? 50? 100? Why not? Why not? We've had, we've seen, you've seen a lot of people coming back to their faith. Yeah. Um, praise God. Right? We're confirming people left and right, bringing people into the church because the evangelization is wor- is working. Um, now, can it be better? Yeah. Are there still a ton of people we're not reaching? Yes. A ton. Um, Payne County has nine, whatever, 91,000 people in it. On a on a on a on a really good Sunday, we we might see twelve hundred. You might see seven or eight hundred. Mm-hmm. That's still a lot of people we're not reaching. That's uh, about ninety six. That's that's more, a drop, seven, a drop in the bucket. Yeah. But I think one of the things that's holding us back from evangelizing all those people is this kind of a, a, a backward looking mentality, rather than saying there's never been a better time to be a Catholic in Payne County. So nostalgia. We're going to rewind real quick. It's killing us. Uh, so you go back to the the churches of St. Louis. I'll give you the examples. There's Old St. Joe's. There's the Polish church, the two Italian churches, uh, and they're all in this area. And Oh, all in the same neighborhood? They were all huh? five blocks away from each oh other. Oh, my. They're all five blocks. And what they did is they created silos. Ooh. We're a silo. You're a silo. You're a silo. You're a silo. The silos. And they didn't interact. At one point in time, I heard on my travels, there were two churches across the street. One was German, one was Italian. And the pastor was the same. Please tell me they fought in the streets. I wish it was when you're a shark, when you're a jet. There was Puerto Rican. Kind of a musical theme happening today. I know. So there was this, like, they didn't evangelize. They basically they didn't have to. They just basically stayed like they were culturally Catholic. Yep. And it's like, you know, why is it this these Irish parishes, Italian parishes, German parishes? What happened to them all? Well, they all like dispersed in one places, and as they went out, they lost their faith. And so they they didn't have to evangelize because they were just basically well, catechizing had, their own. I think own. they were in a time when like kind of the culture did it for you. Right. The culture was so Catholic in St. Louis. I mean, St. Oh. Louis, you know. They call it Rome of the West for a and reason. And so you just, you, yeah, just get in, get in the stream and it's going to take you. Well, now the stream is running the other way. <laughs> yes. Um, and so the, the, yeah, the effort that it's going to take, um, God's grace that it's going to take to put this all together yeah. is immense. Yeah, like Curtis Martin for Focus. Like, what did he do? We should have him on the show. Ooh. I'm just kidding. What, they fly him in? He's too famous. Oh, hey. We're well, so not, not as famous as us. <laughs> okay. At least he's, in our own heads. But yeah, I, I think he I think he just he decided like, hey, we're gonna burn the ships and do something different. We're gonna start evangelizing him, uh, Dr. Shree, uh, and Tim Gray and those, you know, the Augustine Institute in Denver. 
Even Pope John Paul II, when he started World Youth Day, he said, we're going to do something different. We're going to go. Burn the ships. That's a great one. Uh, yeah. I just like. You're like, doing that. I mean, you're. Yeah, you're, we, we have to. You're literally knocking down your old building. That's pretty much burning the ships. <laughs> I mean, there's nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. We're we, burning the ships. So go. You got to go fight on land. Uh huh. We got to move forward. Wow. Move. We got to go that way. Yeah. You know, MacArthur did it when like at the, at the Battle of Inchon. Like the, I learned this about, this is why MLK Pond was captured. There was a push south by the Chinese. And when I was there, I went to see, when I was in Korea, I went to see where uh, MacArthur landed. And he like fled south, hook and ladder, came up to Incheon and then surprise attacked the Chinese uh, and the North Koreans from the backside and routed the army. He just like, we got to do something different. And so he's like, we're not going to sit here and just like get whooped. We got to go after the enemy. Yeah, and I would say in the church, I mean, in many ways, we're we're getting whooped. Okay, so we need to do something different. When there's the ninety-one thousand people who live here, and we, you know, and we see in a, on a good weekend about two thousand of them, we're getting whooped. Mm-hmm. So, nostalgia. So forward, onward. There's never been a better time to be a Catholic in Payne County. And I hope you believe that. In America? What about America? And America. But we don't really care about the rest of America. We just care about ourselves. Okay. Have a uh, great week. Thanks for listening. Pass it on to friends. We love you. God bless. Peace.